It's time for the Fun Size Show! Well, it's good to hear nothing. Yeah. Sometimes it's refreshing. The host is already better if you're hearing nothing. <laughs> Welcome back to your Fun Size Show. The Fun Size Podcast! I'm your host, Ken Mills, and we are returning to America's Dumbest Game Show. And today, on the other end of the microphone is the wonderful Kathy Riggs-Williams. Welcome to the Fun Size Show. Hello, Ken. Glad to have you here. You are a big booster of just about everything we do. That's all I do, and I do it well. Well, I want to thank you. You've always... All promotions, all the time. Yeah. You know, people don't realize it's great to like and love a show. You know, give it the thumbs up. But the most important thing is to do that little click that says share. It's a very big thing, and not only that, you've been there for us whenever we've needed anything. You're, you're just a super listener, and we're glad to have you around. Glad to hear it, Ken. And you enjoy the Fun Size Show? I do. I've listened to every episode. Ah, uh-huh. which, which is good, because they're not, they're not all that long. Except for that one that went on for eight minutes. And 22 seconds. <laughs> Thank you, Greg Troyan. But... <laughs> Yeah, these are kind of like the answer to the three-and-a-half-hour podcast, right? That's right. Quick and fun. Mm -hmm. And fun-sized. And just the right size. That's what they say. So so let's let's explain our game show here for people who have never heard the show before. One of us has ten questions and three guesses to try to ascertain the mystery artist and song that the other has chosen. And Kathy, today I'm doing the guessing, and you've picked an artist... And a song, correct? I have, yes. All right. Well, let's get underway. You ready to do this? I am. All right. Would you log your mystery artist and song into the panel in front of you? Boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, beep, beep. Yes. (laughs) Very good. Lock and load. It is. Yeah, there you go. All right. Let's cue that tense, intense bass thinking music that all game shows have. So here we go. Question number one. Is this song by a duo, solo artist, or a band? It is billed as being a band. Mm-hmm. Billed as being a band. Ah, there's some mystery there, a hint of mystery. There it is. Question number two. What country is this band from? From the United States of America. As opposed to the United States of France. Or any of those other United States is right. Yeah, there are other United States out there, right? There are. Yeah. But this band is not from any of them. It's from the one that we currently reside in. Correct. Okay. What decade would you say that this song was from? Or, or what was this band's biggest decade? Definitely the 80s. The 80s. Hmm. Was there a very big video for this song? No, there was not. There is a video for it, but it's not. Uh, it's not one that was that became iconic. Yeah, so this isn't one that like they played at the beginning of every half an hour on MTV. No, abs never. Oh wow. But yet, yeah, I assure you, you will you'll know them. Hmm. I don't know. Don't have too much faith in me now. 
that's why we're only putting up uh, fun size candy bars as a as the as the prize, right? If I was really confident, I'd put limos on it or jet planes or something. But no, this is bars of gold instead of bars of candy. So, all right, banned from the '80s. Not a super big video, but there was a video. There was. I do remember there being one, yes. Okay. What genre or style of music would you say that this is? I would call it New Wave. Yeah, but, but that's I would everything. call it New Wave Rap. New Wave Rap? Yes. Were there any females in this band? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. So, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, is this Blondie? It is not Blondie. Because, you know, they did an early rap, right? They, they had That's the, the, very true. In fact, yeah. there was kind of a, a brief uh, new wave rap scare of the early 80s uh, that yeah. Blondie probably initiated. Yeah, yeah. Love that video. But you do have that they were billed as a band in the United States in the 80s. They're kind, there was a video, but it wasn't super famous. They did have a, at least one female in the band who was not Blondie. But it still was a new wave rap sounding song. Yeah. Now, when we say rap, like rap became to be like a really intense delivery, right? But early on, I mean... People were doing a lot of, like, unemotional talking in the 80s. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yes. And this is more of that genre of talking. But it's new wave rap. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. I will give you a hint that this band was an offshoot of a much greater, larger, iconic band. Wow. Instantly when you say from another band and went on their own i'm immediately thinking starship right i'm also thinking of but don't no no i'm i'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm just i'm just throwing things out there absolutely yes there was like uh, missing persons right because they were some of those people with with frank zappa and and moved on Ooh. to do missing persons i was unaware yeah see i learned something new today yeah, a lot of those a lot of those players were in Zappa's band and they wanted to make some money. And unlike other people, I don't learn something new every day. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. So, going over what we know, band, mixed gender, spoken word new wave music, if not right out rap, but I'm going to say more spoken word. Yeah. If you could put a year on it, what year was this a, a big hit? Oh, good heavens. Um, 1982-ish. 82-ish. Now, I'm thinking about that time, right? And, like, there was, there was another song with uh, some new wave talking on it that I'm thinking of, and that's 99 Luft Balloons, but I don't really think of her as coming from a larger band. I'm unaware of her history, but I've never heard that she was, correct? Right, right. She was just a German lady that sang about Red Balloons. What a great song that was, though. Was the lady in the other band? Yes, she was. And she was not the singer of that band. Wow. 
Question six is a doozy. That one really throws me. So this this performer was not known as the main or one of the main singers of the band they were in. Correct. She was a musician in the much more larger iconic band, wow. but was the singer of her offshoot band. So now I just have to think who was sounding detached and new wavy rappy. Oh gosh. You may have stumped me, and I think it hurts. Uh, well, you still get two more questions that you could ask. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I've got I've got some questions and some guesses. So, all right. Uh, yeah, you also yeah. get three guesses. That's true. Yeah. So, were they known for unusual dressing? Like, was there something that was oh, an iconic? Oh, absolutely. Um, the much more larger iconic band was yes. So the the much larger iconic band had like an outfit, something they were known for. And I'm not saying oh, it was... Oh, good heavens, yes. I'm not saying it was Kiss, because this this would not apply, no, but I'm just correct. I'm just kind of setting it up that, like, they were Absolutely. known for their image. Yes. And then they went on their way. So they had to, like, live in the shadows of something. Something bigger, I would imagine. Wow. They did. Okay, I got three questions left and three guesses, so we're yes, we're still in the game, even though I'm go for it. I'm fretting it for my life. I'm I'm scared, you know. <laughs> Would you say this is one of the biggest songs of 1982? Like, was it like in the top 100? Would Casey Kasem had done it year long? Uh, it might have been around the top 100, probably not top 10 got some mtv play and it certainly got a, got a lot of college rock play college rock and gets played on uh 80s nostalgia now probably more than it got, actually got played in the actual 80s yeah see now that one really would jump out hmm see there's a couple of things i'm thinking like if this woman was an instrumentalist in the band and it was i'm thinking it was a rock band it was also a new wave band. Yeah. Okay. I would call it like art rock kind of a new wave band. Ah, okay. So we're not looking at like a Runaways with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. No, we are not. Yeah, so, so that's... So don't guess them. I'm not guessing them. And then there was a lot of other kind of, you know, bands that were kind of popping up around this time. You had like Quarter Flash and you had uh, the Motels, things oh, like we did. that. Yeah, there were so, so much good female musicians and singers in the 80s. Absolutely. Now, Stevie Nicks was in a huge band, but she I can't think of anything she did that would be rapish. Or uh, absolutely not. You might sound like a goat, you know. Stand back, stand <laughs> back, but nothing like that. Wow. I know 82 was such an interesting time in music. Absolutely, and I don't have my computer in front of me, so I can't assure you it's actual 1982, but right, it right, does right. Yeah, about that era. I understand. So, was this something and the somethings? Question eight. It was not a blank in the blanks name of band. Neither okay. the iconic big band nor this offshoot band that I am referring to right now. Could you describe the style of dress? The iconic band included a big suit. Ah! This is a great song. I love this song. 
I've okay. pretty much narrowed it down, haven't I? Yes, yes, you've narrowed it down. And and the uh, the the singer in this question is Tina Weymouth. Absolutely, yes, you have nailed it. Absolutely, <laughs> the, the lead singer of the offshoot band was definitely always Tina Weymouth. Yeah, and this is this is one this, seriously. This song is so historical. Seriously, it it really did kind of make its own genre of music, and this actually kind of affected rap. I hate to break the news to you, Ken, but this band actually had more than one song. Oh, they did, they did, but the, <laughs> but the song I'm thinking of, unless I'm completely wrong, right? Because you know, so so let's let's get the the name out of the way here. Is it the Tom Tom Club? Absolutely, yes. You have guessed the band correctly because it is the Tom Tom Club. Excellent. And now uh, the Tom Tom Club, they uh, they had some great music. I love that album, and it's uh, oh, absolutely. There's not a bad song on that album. Yeah, it was founded in 1981. The Tom Tom Club was founded in 1981 by husband and wife, Tina Weymouth and Chris France. Both of the talking heads, yes. Yeah, and a lot of rappers love this album because they took a lot of the beats from it. Oh, it's so easily sampleable. Yeah. Absolutely. To me, that's probably why it gets played on 80s Nostalgia now, when it yeah, somewhat played at the time, but not as much. It's because you've heard it without hearing it. Oh, it's absolutely. so sampled in, uh, in other artists' work. I'm going to take a guess here. Is it Genius of Love? It is! You have guessed the song correctly on your first try. Absolutely yes. That is the song that I was thinking of. I love this song. I was listening to it earlier today. It just stands out. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. Without further ado or further don't, would you please introduce the artist and the song? And now... Here is the Tom Tom Club playing Genius of Love.
What a fantastic song. This is one of my favorites. You can just put this on at any time. It's always a mood changer for the better. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This was, uh, did you, did you ever listen to the 12-inch remix? Probably at some college parties in the yeah. 80s, although not like in my spare time. No, I have not intentionally done so. Yeah. Now, this, this song has been sampled or reinterpreted by so many artists, including Latrim, Redman, Funk Dubious, Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers, Mariah Carey on her hit Fantasy, uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, one of the her- early hip-hop versions of the song, and it was re-recorded by a live band, thus, uh, you know, actual recording it, not sampling it, right? Oh, absolutely, and those are just the documented uh, cases. Yeah, this this was on so many things. I think any mix master could just put this on their turntable, too, and mix it into almost anything that they're playing. I listened to a station back in the 80s. There was, like, you had your, your rock station, like WMMS, which, which would play this, but they'd also play, like, the Tubes and Punk Rock and the Eagles and Bob Seger and Kiss and Van Halen. You know, it was everything but... There was also on the other end of the dial at 107.9 in Cleveland, there was this really cool what used to be known as a black station. They played 
a lot of at the time contemporary music when when music was headed over towards rap and funk and not so much the old R&B stuff. And oh, I'm so, uh-huh. Friday nights, Saturday nights and lunchtimes, they would do these things where they would just cut music live on the air. So you'd mm-hmm. hear like you dropped a bomb on me and it would literally cut into this and they would keep the two songs going at the same time, right? Oh, sure, because you can mix it. It yeah. would mix with anything. Yeah. It's a great Like I song. said, this was probably just perpetually on somebody's turntable two all the time as they queue up the next on their turntable one. Yeah. Because it would never be a bad match. Exactly. What did you think of the video? My memory of the video for Genius of Love is that it was adorable. It was just sort of animated adorableness. Yeah, and it kind of uh, used graffiti. Street graffiti yeah, in its art. I was thinking of comparing it more to today's Tokidoki style, but in fact, it, I think its intent at the time was to be more of a, a street art, uh, have a more of a street art look to it. Now, for people that don't know what Tokidoki is, other than the new expression I'm going to use whenever anybody asks me to do anything, I'm going to say Tokidoki, and they'll just look at me. What is Tokidoki? It's this kind of Japanese animated style pattern. Hmm. Tokidoki, that makes sense. Not much really happened with the Tom Tom Club, but they re- they revisited that project off and on throughout the years. It just keeps coming back. There was their album The Good, The Bad, and The Funky in the 2000s, and then 2012, Downtown Rockers. So things keep happening, right? Very influential song in rock and pop history, and in new wave history for sure, and rap. Oh, absolutely. To me, that's why it wasn't at first so easily guessable, because to me it's a song that's always there, and yet you're not always conscious of it. Right. Great choice. Well, we're going to let you pick a a candy bar here. Uh, Which one are you going to pick? The $100,000 bar, obviously, or it is now sometimes called the 1,000 grand bar. Ah. Well, with inflation, it's probably 10 cents, right? Oh, that's a good point. Since it's the I'll have it anyway. I'll have it just the same. It will be hers. It will be. I'll convert it to Bitcoin. (laughs) Which would actually be those little chocolate coins that you'd get. Remember those when you were a kid? Oh, man. I didn't think of that. I I, I invested poorly. (laughs) Someone out there is saving those, hoping to cash them in someday. Well, Kathy... Well, Kathy, I want to thank you for being on today's episode of the Fun Size Show, and we're going to have you back on our future episode in which we will <sighs> turn the tables on you. Are you ready for that? Oh, you're going to stump the chump? I can't wait. <laughs> you're not a chump. We love you, Kathy. So we're going to see you all in the next episode of your Fun Size Show, the Fun Size Podcast. Say so see you, Kathy. Goodbye from Minneapolis. Goodbye. And that's our show. The Fun Size Show is part of the Pop, a pop culture podcast network, a concept from the dumbass mind of the podfather, Ken Mills. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it today. And if you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying, remember to make every day fun-sized. It's, it's.
There, that was romantic, right? Passionate, yeah. No, Brony, that was too little too late. Too little? You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. Hey!